Hey everyone, welcome to my podcast. I can't believe I'm saying that. Yep, I started a podcast. When I tell you this is the most impulsive thing I've ever done, I am not lying. Half an hour ago, I thought about seriously starting a podcast, looked into it. Here we are. Bon appetit, story of my life. <laughs> I I just still can't even believe it, guys, to be honest. But today, in today's episode, I thought we could kind of do some introductions, get to know me, do a bit about my story. And yeah, if you don't know, I'm autistic. I also have anorexia. I'm currently in recovery from anorexia. And yeah, I thought we could do my journey and yeah, just get to know me and all that jazz. So if that sounds good, continue on listening. And yeah, let's get started with the pod. Okay, so I think I'm going to talk about my eating disorder story first and then I'll talk about my awesome diagnosis story a bit later on. So yeah, I think, I was trying to work this out because honestly it's all a blur, but I think I started developing like disordered eating behaviours probably in around age 11, so probably about year 7. It wasn't like taking over my life at this point, but it was definitely there. And I think at that time, it wasn't serious enough to probably have the diagnosis of anorexia. But it was definitely like there was something there. And I do remember getting called in like at school about like questions were asked about whether I had an eating disorder but at that time I wasn't really struggling enough with like anorexia to I think have like a just like an eating disorder diagnosis if that makes sense so it was like disordered eating behaviors but it wasn't like it wasn't taking over it was like manageable and I was at a healthy weight and everything like that and then probably around year eight or during COVID, I think, that's when it really took over. That's when the disordered eating behaviours became an eating disorder. So everything kind of got out of hand at the time. I think it's something to do with anorexia, but like, I just didn't really like, not that I didn't realise, but I didn't really kind of, I guess, I don't know, like, I didn't like notice, I guess, that it was like taking over as much as it was i think that's like anorexia kind of like trying to blind me to it if that makes sense and you know i think that's how it traps you it doesn't make it feel like there's anything wrong i mean i know there was something wrong because you know i was having to do all these things um and it was really interfering with my life and but i just felt like it was kind of that's what I had to do and that was my life now which looking back is it it does make me sad because obviously like if we could have like stopped it earlier on but I think that's anorexia and that's just you know how it makes you feel it just makes you kind of oblivious in like a really weird way um so yeah that's I think covid is when it like really took off during covid we were all isolated so these eating disorder behaviors weren't getting picked up by a professional of course my family saw it but then they're not trained in eating disorders so they didn't really know and they don't know how to spot eating disorder behaviors and eating disorders are very sneaky especially anorexia like they try and hide it as much as they can and i was just like you know trying my best to kind of manage them and you know not bring too much attention to myself so i think that's why it didn't really get 
picked up until of course I was like starting to show visibly that I was struggling um with anorexia and then in about October time things got completely out of hand um the eating disorder basically like took over my life to a completely different extent to how it had before like anorexia was my life now like I was doing so many eating disorder behaviors that like my school life my social life like everything was revolving around having to do these behaviors and it got to the point where like I just couldn't cope anymore and I was crying and I was coming home and I was begging my mum not to go to school and yeah I was just struggling so much and then my mum fought to get an eating disorder assessment after like so many visits to the GP and finally we got one and I went to the assessment and to be fair I was scared like going to the assessment but I did not think that that day I would be admitted to hospital because we hadn't got this assessment um first time round. like my mum had to fight to get this eating disorder assessment um to even be like seen by like clinicians and then on the meeting I go straight to hospital and as an undiagnosed autistic girl, that was very, very hard because one, I hate change. Two, I need certainty and I need a plan. And there was not really any of that. There was no kind of like direction about why I was going there. I obviously I knew it was because of my health, but I didn't really know like what the urgency was. It was only until like a couple of months ago where I spoke to my nurse and I was like, you know, why did I actually go to hospital? Um, But yeah, that's what happened. So I went to hospital and I did this thing called a five day refeeding program, which is basically when they monitor you like slowly increasing your like food and your meal plans um, to a good meal plan but they have to monitor it in case like you have a heart attack and to do with like your electrolyte levels I'm not going to go into like the health side of things so yeah I went to hospital for five I think no maybe it was six days and when I tell you that it was the hardest six days of my entire life it really was it was I don't I think it's like looking back um, my undiagnosed autistic self, like the sensory overload, the unfamiliarity, the lack of structure, the lack of like direction and a plan. I think it was just all so, so overwhelming that I just couldn't cope in that environment. Um, but I did make progress there. I did like, I think I actually ate everything, which is pretty incredible seeing as I found the whole experience very, very traumatic. Um, so I was discharged on the sixth day and then I started my, what's it called? Like community treatment, I guess. So like seeing your clinician every week, you know, weight monitored, um, meal plans, et cetera, et cetera. And that did not go well at all. I started to relapse and my weight was going down again and I was in a really, really bad place. I wanted it to end um, and I nearly did end it. And it was, yeah, it was not a good period of my life. It was absolute hell. Um, But then I got an appointment with a new nurse and things changed for the absolute better because honestly, he saved my life. Like 
when my like my recovery wasn't recovery until like I had my first appointment with him and that's when I regard my recovery starting because honestly like he just saw me he saw how like you know how the situation I was in and was able to like take some of that weight off me and carry it for me and that's how I started to recover we built like a trusting relationship together and honestly it just changed my life and it made me able to recover because suddenly I wasn't feeling like I was a failure I didn't feel like you know anorexia was my fault I you know I was being understood I was being validated um he was like you know very empathetic and curious and oh my gosh genuinely I have so much gratitude because it absolutely like changed my life and is still changing my life because I still see them every week which I'm so so grateful for and you know it's my favorite time of the entire week so yeah that's my anorexia story up to the present day I have I am now doing really well in recovery I've um I do take meds because I did have a really really bad depressive phase probably about six months ago and that's also helped but I think it's the work I've done with my new nurse the meds you know all a combination of factors not going to school I haven't been to school in a year and a half um I have home tutoring so I think all those factors kind of added together and you know allowed me to actually start recovering and want to recover and you know really trying myself rather than it coming from other people forcing me to um so I think yeah so that's kind of like my eating disorder recovery journey so yeah it was only until recently I started to actually like document my journey and I was actually in a like place mentally and physically to be able to document my journey because you know like a year ago I was just not in a state to do that but now like after all the progress I've made I've been able to do that which I'm really really enjoying actually go and follow my Instagram and my YouTube and my TikTok it's all at Rachel Recovering with two G's on the end um so yeah go follow that just a little plug for my my other socials um so yeah let's now talk about my autism journey my autism diagnosis story like what I did how it happened everything like that so obviously I've been autistic my whole life that goes without saying if you don't know what autism is it's basically a neurodevelopmental I can never say that word neurodevelopmental condition it's not like an illness it's nothing like that it's a condition that basically means I haven't looked this up or anything but it basically means that the person thinks in a different way and that is not a bad thing like I really want to stress that it is not a bad thing at all like if everyone was the same life would just be so so boring and I think it's so important that we're all the same and yeah so I think I so obviously I've always been autistic um but I think I first kind of well, no one ever mentioned to me that I might be autistic until very recently. Um, and obviously I got my diagnosis, but like I've always struggled like interacting socially and with really bad anxiety, depression, like co-occurring mental health um, difficulties, which aren't caused by autism, but it's quite common to have that um, comorbidity with autism due to the challenges that are presented by autism sometimes. Um, so... Yeah, I went through CAMS multiple times for all these different mental health problems. And autumn was never mentioned, which I really wish that, like, 
clinicians were trained like more in like assessing autism or like you know not necessarily like doing the whole like test and stuff it's just more like you know screening for autism in every appointment like every assessment because every cams like pathway you go through you need to do an assessment before you go through it and I think if people had awareness of autism then then it may have like limited like how many times I needed to actually go through cams um but yeah so when I got my anorexia nervosa diagnosis I don't know why I call it anorexia nervosa it's just anorexia but um being all technical here um so yeah when I started working with my new nurse I think my mum actually mentioned it in one of the meetings and she was like you know that's why I'm just wondering about autism but you know uh, before we were told that you know you can't you know explore anything until the weight increases and we said it to my new nurse and he was like right that is a good you know like let's let's explore that because that could be very very important and we did explore it I went for my neurodevelopmental I can actually say it neurodevelopmental history assessment and then I had my ADOS if you don't know what that is I don't really know what it stands for um assessment diagnostic observation schedule I think Oh my gosh, I actually remembered it. I can't believe that. Um, and yeah, basically, yeah. So they said I'm autistic. And when I th- found out that I was autistic, honestly, I remember it to this day. It was two days before Christmas and I found out and I just, <laughs> I kept saying the word incredible. No idea why, but I was like, this is just incredible. And I was so, so happy because my whole life I've masked and I've like not realised why, you know, I think in a different way and why I don't understand things other people do and why I'm like, you know, more uh, like creative and, you know, in certain ways than other people. And it just answered so many of my questions. Like, I think I did a YouTube video on this, but I, I it just made the whole picture make sense. Like, it was the last piece of the puzzle. And, yeah, I'm so happy to be autistic. I mean, obviously, I've always been autistic, but I'm so happy to have my autism diagnosis because it just makes me feel free. Like, I wear my sunflower lanyard and I feel proud of who I am. And I think my autism diagnosis just helps me to understand that. And it is a part of who I am. It's not an illness, whereas anorexia obviously is an illness that I'm hoping to recover from. But autism is a condition and autism is me. And I just think it's so like helpful and so useful and so beautiful to actually know that I'm autistic now and I can just be myself I think obviously you can be yourself without an autism diagnosis but for me it just gives me that clarity and kind of just yeah just makes me feel like you know so I can't describe it like honestly I just feel so happy and grateful to be able to say that I'm autistic just because of so many years struggling with undiagnosed autism and I know I'm so lucky to actually have my diagnosis because it's very common for girls to be misdiagnosed or not diagnosed at all and when I read up about autism I just knew I was autistic and I'm just so happy that like you know professionals agreed with me and that I got my diagnosis and yeah for me it has genuinely changed my life and changed my recovery and just helped me to like 
become like the best version of myself. I know it sounds like quite over the top, it's just a diagnosis, but honestly, it's not like it's an illness, it is literally part of who I am, and I think that's what makes it so different to all the like list of like mental health diagnoses I have because obviously they're like illnesses, whereas autism is me, and I think it's really nice to just have that like recognition, I guess, of like you know just who I am. I don't know if that makes sense, but basically I just love being autistic. I love having my autism diagnosis. Of course it gives me challenges. Of course, you know, it is hard and I get, you know, autistic meltdowns and I struggle socially and, you know, it is very, very difficult, but, you know, it is just like lovely to have the diagnosis because I knew I was autistic in the first place, if that makes sense, I don't know if that makes sense, I'm basically rambling on, but yes, that is it, so that is my autumn and anorexia story, my diagnoses, I do have other mental health conditions, but I think for this podcast, I will just talk about them, because those are probably the most prominent in my life, Mm, maybe not, I don't know, but definitely autumn, I guess, as I've said so many times, autumn is who I am. So yeah, I feel like that's like really important to talk about on this podcast. But yeah, I hope that was interesting. That is my story. I think each week I'm going to go more deep, deep, more deeply, more deeply into kind of how I found navigating my teens as an autistic person, you know, how like anorexia has affected my life, how anorexia recovery has changed my life, everything like that, all stuff to do with mental health, but also just in a really like non-triggering and quite like relaxed way like I'm not here to kind of preach about like you know you just everything like all the complications with anorexia and everything like that's just not helpful and I mean for me it's not helpful I just want to talk about my experience and like what's helped me to recover um in the hope that maybe it'll help some other people to do the same and yeah if that sounds good please give me a follow that would be absolutely amazing and yeah thanks for listening guys I can't believe this is the end of the first episode of my first ever podcast episode which feels very, very strange to you say that, but I am so excited, guys. This is going to be the first of many, many episodes. Um, So I hope you guys are ready. And yeah, I'll see you very soon for a brand new episode. Goodbye, guys.